So this is going to be the second episode of my little podcast thing here where I'm planning to talk about things that I'm very passionate and interested in. Um, I'm not sure that it's going to get any views, but it doesn't really matter to me. I just find this to be a really interesting and a really good way for me to discuss and just talk about things that I find incredibly interesting. Now, today's episode is going to be about paranormal phenomena, and I've always been incredibly passionate about this, uh, partly because I did experience some very strange things when I was a child, some things that I, I can't really explain even till this day, but also because I just find it fascinating that it's been part of human history and especially it's been, it's been, it's been a big part of many religions for you know thousands of years. I know in, especially in Islam, uh, a jinn, which is basically a ghost, it's a really important thing in Islam and I, I find that to be pretty interesting. In order to discuss paranormal phenomena, I think it's important that we all understand what it is. And generally you say that paranormal phenomena are defined as like phenomena or, or forces that are beyond the capacity of humans and that are beyond the explanatory power of science, if that makes sense. So you can't really explain it with traditional science. Um, that's sort of how most people define it. Of course, you can define it in your own way. But this is just the definition that I'm going to go with in, in this podcast. Now, I will focus more on what you would refer to as, uh, as like a spirit throughout history. And this, that, this is a little more specific than just paranormal phenomena. But yeah, I think I'm going to start out by... Uh, explaining what I saw when I was younger. Now, before I even start doing that, I just want to make it clear that I haven't um, concluded anything. I haven't concluded that what I saw was what you would refer to as a ghost. I haven't concluded that it was that I was hallucinating. I haven't reached any form of conclusion whatsoever. But now I'm just going to try to explain it without any bias. And without any emotions getting in the way. So I feel like the story sort of starts when I was around, you know, perhaps I was five or six years old. And back then, I, I'd always feel very uh, watched uh, being alone in this house, but also being with others. I just generally felt that there was like a presence watching me. And, you know, I've been thinking about that and I really understand if some people find that to be um that some people think that, that that that's early signs of some sort of mental illness because i'd be led to believe that as well now obviously if it was signs of some sort of early mental early developing mental illness it never developed so i'm not sure about the theory at least um i don't think it developed because uh i don't have a diagnosis or anything it's not like i'm schizo or something but you know, I'd always feel watched in that house and that resulted in me not wanting to be alone. 
most of the time. And obviously, I I got my own room when I was like six or seven, and I had to just sleep alone because my parents didn't really want me to sleep in their room, right? Uh, they thought that was annoying because they had like kind of a small bed. Uh, so the way that I would sort of counter me feeling watched was that I placed like a large, I guess you could call it uh, like a body pillow next to my body. Then I'd sleep with the lights on. And back then I'd wake up every, every single night um, at midnight, which was, you know, it was a little strange. I'm not sure about the exact time, but it was around midnight every time. So my first experience came around that age as well. Maybe I was six or seven. And um, I woke up as I normally did around midnight. I placed my large pillow away from my body because when I woke up at night, I would go to my parents' room because I, I couldn't really fall asleep again because it was so scary. But I placed the pillow away from me and I saw a woman uh, standing next to my bed, maybe two two meters away or something. And obviously that picture just sort of engraved into my mind. Uh, she had like curly hair. She looked kind of old, maybe 70 or 80 years old. She had a lot of wrinkles and absolutely no emotion on her face. She was looking into my eyes as well. She wore like a shirt with stripes on and like buttons all the way down. Um, at the waist area and below, I couldn't see any details. I normally just describe it as sort of sort of like smoke, if you can imagine that. It wasn't stationary, it was kind of moving a little bit. So just sort of like smoke below the waist area. And when I saw her, obviously, I, you know, I just screamed and ran into my parents' room and they still remember that night. Uh, they still remember that night. And I feel like from, from there, it just accelerated a lot. Like I'd, I'd see, there's this one incident that would happen maybe five or 600 times. You know, it happened almost every night for, around two years so when so i had the same room obviously i've always had the same room uh, at least almost always and uh, i'd wake up of course every night and there'd be uh, i'm just gonna say an entity standing uh, right outside of my door uh, the way i can best describe it is a, a form of a cloud of smoke formed as a human it wasn't perfect, but you could make out the head, but you couldn't really make out the, the arm or the leg or anything like that, the fingers or something like that. No, it wasn't that specific, but I could see uh, the head and I was able to move. I was able to talk because I, I remember asking a lot of questions as well. I remember asking, you know, what, what are you? What do you want? Like, who, who are you? I, rem I remember asking those questions. Obviously, I never got a response. Um, and it would it would stand there for about a minute or so before it slowly vanished, and it would sort of vanish uh, into the ceiling in a super strange way. Then I'd sit there and just contemplate whatever the fuck I saw, and then I'd go into my parents' room. I'd actually go uh right beside it, cause right where the the place that I was standing. So this happened. As I said, maybe five or six hundred times. Now, there is this thing called uh, this is this 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 thing called 
hypnopomic hallucinations, I believe, or something. I'm not quite sure about the name, but I believe that's that's the name of it. And it's a th- and it's sort of a phenomenon where people hallucinate right after they w- wake up or right before they go to sleep. So that might be in the form of hearing a voice. It might be in the form of um, feeling or seeing something that isn't really there. Now, obviously, that could be used to sort of discredit what I saw. And I'm not denying that, you know, I'm I'm really not denying that. As I said in the beginning, I haven't reached any real conclusion. Now, one of these incidents actually is a little different. So I was a little older, maybe eight, maybe eight, maybe even nine years old at this time. And I was sleeping in my room and woke up to a female voice saying, hi. I remember it being very pleasant. Um, it was it was it was very pleasant. It was not uh, malevolent or, so, or anything like that. And I, I remember thinking it was my mom waking me up for school. But for some reason, I opened my eyes and looked towards my door. And the I'm just gonna call it the entity. The entity was standing there again, like it always would, and it would stand there and look at me. And I'd be scared, I'd be very scared. Um, Obviously, I could move and I could talk. And I think that's important for me to say because I've heard a lot of people talk about sleep paralysis and how that might have been what I saw. And that can't really be the case because I could talk and move around and and everything like that. But I do, I'm not not sure if I should say suffer, but I I do suffer from sleep paralysis now where I do see things in my room. That aren't there when I um it's it's pretty rare for me, but but it does have it does happen, maybe once or twice a month, and yeah it's scary but I'm very aware that it isn't real that it that I'm hallucinating, so I'm one hundred percent sure that it wasn't. What you what you would call sleep paralysis I'm one hundred percent sure of that, um and just generally living in that house I remember, throughout my childhood I had some very strange uh, experiences. Uh, in the middle of the night, things would fall down from my shelf. It would be so loud that my parents went to my room to see what the fuck was going on. So they'd search my room to see if um, there were there were any, anyone in there. Obviously, there, there weren't. And I remember one time, I believe this was midnight as well, I woke up. I went to the bathroom and back then, I was shower. I had uh, like a glass, like a glass door so you could kind of see through. And I remember vividly seeing a person in the shower and making the movements that you would associate with uh, like washing yourself. Like I could see the person moving around. And I remember thinking it was my mom. So I called her out and she didn't respond to me, which I thought was incredibly strange. So I walked over there and I opened the door and I there was nothing in there. When I closed it again, I could see no movement whatsoever. So things like that would happen a lot. I mean, it was incredibly strange. So I started to question my own reality. And I didn't really talk to people about it. I, 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 I let my parents know what I saw every night. And they, they thought that I was lying, which I understand. But I didn't really tell my friends. You know, I remember one time I told I told my class about it. We were having like, we were playing music or something. And then we had to tell a fact about ourselves. And then I said it. And then everyone were, were laughing at me, which I really understand. I can't believe I said it out like that. 
but things like that just made me refrain from talking about it now obviously i talk about it with my brothers and i talk about it with my parents and as i've gotten older i have mentioned it sometimes to my closest friends but we haven't really had a discussion about it i hope i hope we're gonna have one one day because it's a really interesting topic now two i had two more sightings during my childhood that are extremely interesting the first one happened in the living room and i wasn't the only one that saw it this time so me and my brother were chilling in the living room it was it was at night time uh it was probably like 10 o'clock or something like that and then my brother he he I don't remember what he specifically said to me, but he said that there was something walking in the garden, yeah? So I went up to him, and uh, I looked outside of our window, and I could see what looked like what I saw every night outside of my door, walk around in the garden, and me and my brother were talking about it. We were incredibly scared, so we called our dad over because I, I don't think our mom was home, and he couldn't see anything, which was which is incredibly strange because you always hear that children... Um, children report seeing these things a lot more than adults do and children actually also have uh, imaginary friends most of the time which I mean it's it's probably because children's brain are still developing you know they aren't fully developed so that's why they have incredible fantasies like that but in this case both me and my brother could see this this thing and my dad couldn't see it and as i said it, it was 10 o'clock but it was a summer night so it wasn't really dark like it wasn't very dark like you could still see you could still see around so it was definitely clear when it walked when it walked around like that and my brother also had some strange experiences for me to explain this to you you have to understand that our house is sort of it's, it has a strange shape to it. So you can see every door from every door, right? So it's almost a, like a circle. And he'd say that when he was brushing his teeth back then, he'd hear footsteps right outside of the, outside, right outside of the toilet. And it was so hard that he could feel the floor vibrate as well. So and when he opened the door, nothing was out there and it stopped. Um, and what's interesting about that is the bathroom is located right outside of my door yeah so the area that he heard these footsteps in would have been right outside of my door yeah and in the exact position that i'd see this thing almost every night again incredibly strange the worst incident that i had it was actually the most recent one because it was the last one that i had I think I was maybe 11 or 12. I had moved room this time, so I actually didn't see it as often as I did as I did in the old room. It, it had sort of uh, gone away a little bit. But I remember being home from school because I hated to go to school. I mean, like every other kid back then, school was terrible. So I remember telling my mom that I was sick. I'm not even sure that I was sick. I think I was faking it. But I was home alone with my mom. And uh, I was in my brother's room because we only had one PC back then. And my brother happens to be older than me. So he, he got hold of it. And then we'd sort of share the time. So I could play half of the time. He could play half the time. And my mom, I was playing CS on a map called Nuke. Maybe some of you know it. It was a great map. 
it was the old version of Nuke. And I remember being in T-Spawn when my mom came in the room and she said that she'd go to the bakery uh, to get some bread or whatever because the bakery is like two minutes away from our house. So she left the house and right when she left the house, a big sculpture that my brother had made in uh, in school fell down into my face. And that off, that obviously left me a little shaken. I wouldn't say that I was scared like that, but I was, I was a little shaken by it because that shouldn't really be able to happen like that. Because I remember being in T spawn, and I was only uh, I was spying with my mouse, right? I wasn't punching or anything. I wasn't punching the table or anything. I wasn't touching the monitor, and it fell. It fell into my my face. So. I remember standing up and uh, I intended to leave the room. So I opened the door and uh, across the hallway, right outside of my door where I'd see this thing a lot, where I'd probably saw it 500 times. I saw it um, stand there. It wasn't standing, but it was uh, sort of moving or running towards the kitchen area, right? And keep in mind that this was uh, daytime. So the... Hypno, hypnopomic hallucination explanation doesn't really work in this case. But anyway, it was moving incredibly fast towards the kitchen area. So I went back in the room, I smashed the door and I, I jumped out of the window um, just to wait for my mom. And obviously she came at one point and I explained what I saw, but she didn't believe me. I can't really blame her. But after this incident, I convinced my parents to get some help for me. And they, my mom knew like a, a woman who claimed to have some special powers or anything. You know, guys, I'm not even sure that I buy this explanation. I'm just telling you what happened, right? And uh, she claimed that she had this friend that could communicate with spirits or something like that. And I wasn't allowed to be in the house when, she, when he came. It was a, it was a male because he said that I'd be that I was too young. Keep in mind, I was like eleven or twelve years old at this time. But I came home from school that day. I remember, and my mom said to me that that he'd been there, and that he had removed like three entities living in the house. Until this day, I you know I'm not sure if it was a scam artist. It probably was, but I never saw anything from that day on. I never experienced anything. I never heard anything. And I never felt watched, you know, I never felt watched. And it was a great freedom to feel. It was great to be, to be able to, to be alone in the house. It was, uh, you know, it's a great feeling. I, I appreciate whatever he did, even if he was a scam artist, you know, it obviously worked. So thank you. Now, that was what I experienced as a child. And that's why I find this to be incredibly interesting. And I've been looking around the internet to see if this is being studied because when you have a phenomena that millions and millions of people are, are claiming to witness and when you have a phenomena that people from the past also have claimed to be witnessing, I think it's relevant to study it and to investigate it without any bias towards anything, right? And yes, there have been studies, but there aren't really no concrete evidence of uh, spirits or ghosts being real. In fact, it's it's quite the opposite. So um, yeah, that's that. There is this guy, this is one guy called Lloyd Auerbach. He's like a professor 
and he's working with paranormal stuff. He has released a lot of books about it because he's one of the the few professionals that has approached this topic with the uttermost seriousness, with a lot of seriousness. And, uh, you know, he, he has con- concluded some things. He believes some specific things. I don't have quotes from him because I haven't really read his book, but I have heard a lot of interviews from him now. There are obviously a lot of theories on what spirits or ghosts are. I myself, I mean, I do have theories, but I, as I said, I haven't concluded anything. You know, there's obviously the very common theory that that uh, that ghosts or spirits, you know, that they are that what people are seeing are people that have died. You know, that people that have died then come back to life in that way instead of like the physical way. Now. I'm not sure that I be, that I really buy that theory because it seems to me that they aren't really conscious because they aren't really attempting to communicate with people, at least not in the way that you would if you had a consciousness. So, for example, what I mean is that if I died and I came back as a ghost, obviously I just throw balls at like paranormal investigators and I just throw stuff at my brother to show him that I'm a ghost and I'm real. And they aren't doing that. So, you know, if it is people that have died being brought back to life, they're obviously not conscious. They're obviously not conscious. Um, but perhaps this this issue of uh, paranormal phenomena, perhaps it's beyond human comprehension. And this phenomena is linked to, you know, one of life's biggest questions. And uh, I was talking with my brother about this. It was actually the other day, because obviously we've been discussing this topic hundreds of times because of what I saw and also what he experienced back then, because we still live in this house. We still live in this house. And he came up with this interesting theory that he tried to explain to me. I'm not sure that I completely understand it, but I'm going to try to explain it to you guys uh, and to myself because I'm not really 100% sure what, he's, what he means, but let me just try. So he said that, imagine if you couldn't eat anything, then you wouldn't be able to understand that taste, that, that things having a taste uh, is a thing. And imagine being able, imagine if you didn't have a nose, you wouldn't be able to um sort of comprehend what a smell was because you couldn't really understand it there'd be no way that you could understand it right imagine if you couldn't see colors there's no way that you could uh, understand what a color is right there's no way and what he said is imagine if humans uh when you when they're young they have some sort of sense that aren't developed but they're for some reason it's most active as a child and that sense, what it does is that it sort of uh, gives you the ability to see things that most people can't. So it gives you the ability to sense energy uh, of some sort. And it sort of goes away. This sense sort of goes away the older you get due to biological complications of some sort. And uh, that really made me think. That really, really, really made me think. I came across this study made by a university in the US where they researched the connection between different cultures and paranormal beliefs and paranormal experiences, right? And what they found were that people from the Western world 
were more likely to experience, uh, in terms of ghosts, they were more likely to experience just the classic white uh, ghost. And people from India, for example, they were more... They tend to experience when they when they saw something paranormal. They tend to experience uh, things like gods from the underworld, and people from Muslim countries tend to experience uh, jinns or something like that, commonly associated with Islam. So, looking at it with completely objective eyes, I mean, myself included, I think that this phenomena as a whole could be explained by things that we don't know about the brain it could be explained by hallucinations of some sort i remember having a discussion with a really smart guy that i met through video games actually he has a phd in computer science and uh, we talked about the brain we talked about my experiences and he said that he couldn't really understand why i couldn't just accept the fact that what i saw could be explained by some of the things that we don't know about the brain because the brain is incredibly complicated and to this day i mean modern science is advanced but it's not that advanced there are still many things about the brain that we don't understand the brain does things that we can't understand uh, that we can't really explain yet so obviously seeing these things might be it might be an explanation to it um so i think for me this is definitely going to be one of those things where I'll never get an explanation because I want to blame it on science. I want to blame it on me hallucinating. Then at the same time, I know what I saw. And I actually quite hate that phrase because it sounds so ignorant. I know what I saw. But I, I, I fully believe that I witnessed something extraordinary. I, I fully believe that I saw something that other people don't have access to. I had access to this world for a few years and I remember Einstein making a theory I, I think it was Einstein and he proposed a theory where he said that people who experience spirits people who see ghosts they're in some way shape or form they're able to see things from another dimension or another form of reality like an alternative universe or something like that and obviously that's an incredible that's an incredible theory now this is going to be one of those things that i'm gonna I'm, i'll take it to the grave i don't think i'll ever get an answer to it but uh, i hope that that um, i hope that i'll find out one day because uh, i'm thinking about it every day i have been thinking about this every day for the past uh, yeah what 15 years and uh I think I'll continue to think about this for the remainder of my life. So listening to this podcast, I was really looking forward to talking about this and I've really enjoyed talking about my own experiences and proposing some different theories. So thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have a good day or a good night. Thank you. So far in time, I've been put up in night. I've been put up in whip, whip my fist up in dry. I've been put up in time. I've been put up in night. I've been burning in time. I've been put my inside. I've been just like.